Good uh, morning, folk. It is Nick Sboer Engel, and today I am going to be reading out of the book Zephaniah. I was very much affected by the trauma of the Beirut, Lebanon bombings, where that happened in the port, where the port, where a huge part of it was destroyed, and many buildings was a massive blast and so many lives were were lost and injured and uh and the city was severely damaged and um i just want to pray father i just pray for these people lord that the families that have lost lives and the injured and those that have affected that whole city lord which i just pray that you have mercy on that city lord i thank you you said if we humble ourselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways you will heal from heaven forgive us sin and heal our land so we pray vicariously we stand in the gap now lord here from other parts of the world and we pray lord forgive us and heal our land heal our world your world lord heal by root we pray, I pray for this pastor that I heard about, Anwar, I think his name is, who, whose church was destroyed and whose life, whose life was saved. I don't know about the people in the church, if people were killed, but God just touched that church, rebuild uh, that church. Thank you, Lord, that you are building your church, Lord Jesus, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it according to your word so touch that church lord uh, and touch beirut we pray and touch your world touch each one of us lord we open our arms and our hearts to you lord we say lord forgive us today lord thank you that you heal us and save us and deliver us we surrender to you lord i pray for each listener that you touch each listener and their families also in the name of Jesus, we love you, Lord. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to read now out of the book of Zephaniah. Zephaniah was actually a black prophet, and uh, we perhaps don't often think about the race or the culture of the prophet, but he was, according to the scholars, and uh, I think that is meaningful that you also think. Um, about the multicultural nature of God, of his heart, of his men and women. And of, of course in Revelation 5 verse 9 it says that there will be a multicultural group of people from every tribe and tongue and nation. It says they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you for you purchased with your blood men which includes all human beings from every tribe and tongue and people and nation and they will reign upon the earth so thank you that your church lord is a multicultural multi-class multi-gender group of people where you through your the blood of your cross lord you bring us together and you break racism sexism and class distinction and we become one in you through your blood lord make us one we pray lord in jesus name okay i'm going to read zephaniah the word of the Lord, which came to Zephaniah, son of Cosby, son of Gedaliah, son of Amariah, son of Hezekiah, 
In the days of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. Verse 2, I will completely remove all things from the face of the earth, or the ground, literally, declares the Lord. I will remove man and beast. I will remove the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea and the ruins or stumbling blocks along with the wicked. And I will cut off man from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. So I will stretch out my hand against Judah and against all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And I will cut off the remnant of Baal from this place. And the names of the idolatrous priests along with the priests. And those who bow down on the housetops to the host of heaven. So that's astrology. And those who bow down to so the hosts of heaven, in this case, are the stars. And those who bow down and swear to the Lord and yet swear by Milcrom or their kings. The Masoretic text says Malcolm, probably a variant spelling of Milcom. Verse 6, And those who have turned back from following the Lord, and those who have not sought the Lord or inquired of Him, be silent before the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is near. For the Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He has consecrated his guests. Then it will come about on the day of the Lord's sacrifice that I will punish the kings, I mean the princes, should I say, the king's sons and all who clothe themselves with foreign garments. And I will punish on that day all who leap on the temple threshold, who fill the house of the Lord with violence and deceit. I just want to say something about judgment and punishment. It's good if we don't stop reading the scripture when we see the word punishment or judgment or discipline. So it's good that we read not only the New Testament but the Old Testament because the whole of the Bible is God's story. It's not that we had the Old Testament and now we have the new and we throw out the old. That is not the case. So the the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of Jesus was in the prophets. So the Old Testament is actually all about Jesus as well. They prophesied about the coming of Jesus. So to fully understand the New Testament, we need the old. There's a beautiful saying by, I don't know who it's by, but it's it goes like this. The new is in the old concealed, the old is in the new revealed. The new is in the old contained, the old is in the new explained. So we need the Old Testament and we need the prophets. Remember the prophets were always um, ranting and raving about, about how we treat the orphans and the widows and the foreigners and the poor, the afflicted, those that need advocacy, those that need somebody to stand 
up for, for them. And as Martin Niemöller, the pastor in the second uh, in Hitler's Third Reich, uh, was saying uh, something like this, you know, first they came for the communists and I didn't stand up and I didn't say anything. Then they um, came for the trade unionists and I didn't speak up. Then they came for various people, groups, and I didn't speak up. Then they came for the Jews, and then I, and I didn't speak up. And then they came for me, and there was nobody left to speak up for me. So if we see an injustice, if we see uh, somebody being oppressed or abused, we need to speak up. We need to stand up for those people for other human beings that need a voice because if we don't then when time comes for us to need somebody to stand up and to speak for us there's not going to be anybody so we our role as christian believers and human beings is to stand up against injustice and to stand up for for people that are oppressed and people that need a voice more particularly and specifically those that don't have their money to speak for them because often those and this is not hammering the rich this is just a fact that people who have money are able to buy in a sense justice and uh, lawyers and and use the system to fight for them the poor cannot do that so we need to speak up for those there's, there's many scriptures uh, we may see some here in Zephaniah as well anyway let's get back to the prophet um Zephaniah. So when we see punishment in Scripture, we need to read it. We need to read the whole of Scripture and understand what God is saying. He placed it there and He acted like that for a reason. So we need to not run away from certain things because they feel uncomfortable for us. It's not comfort, it's not love that's going to set us free. It's the truth and knowing the truth that sets us free, Jesus said. And we need to speak the truth in love. Okay, verse 10. On, and on that day declares the Lord, there will be the sound of a cry from the fish gate, a wail from the second quarter, which is a district of Jerusalem. And a loud crash from the hills, wail, O inhabitants of the mortar. It's also a district of Jerusalem. And all the people of Canaan, or merchant people, will be silenced. All who weigh out silver will be cut off, and will come up, it will come about at that time that I will search Jerusalem with lamps, and I will punish the men who are stagnant, in spirit or thickening on their lees. That's L-E-S. I don't know what that means. I have to research that. Who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do evil. Moreover, their wealth will become plunder, verse 13, and their houses desolate. Yes, they will build houses and but not inhabit them and plant vineyards but not, but not drink their wine. Near is the great day of the Lord, near and coming very quickly. Listen to the day of the Lord. In it the warrior cries out bitterly, 
A day of wrath is that day, a day of trouble and distress, a day of destruction and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet and battle cry against the fortified cities and the high cornered towers. And I will bring distress on men, so that they will walk like the blind, because they have sinned against the Lord, and their blood will be poured out like dust, and their flesh like dung. Neither, that's uh, this is obviously quite heavy, but it's there, and we need to process this. God, speak to us and show us what you are saying here in your word. Holy Spirit, take the seals off these scriptures for us and open our eyes that we might behold and understand what you are saying. Verse 18, Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to deliver them on the day of the Lord's wrath. And all the earth will be devoured in the fire of his jealousy, for he will make a complete end, indeed a terrifying one, of all the inhabitants of the earth. Okay, that is quite hardcore. So God, speak to us. Help us. Holy Spirit, to understand what you're saying here. Let's move into chapter 2 now. Gather yourselves together. Yes, gather an own nation without shame. Before the decree takes effect, the day passes like the chaff before the burning anger of the Lord comes upon you. Before the day of the Lord's anger comes upon you. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the earth who have carried out his ordinances. Seek righteousness, seek humility. Perhaps you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. For Gaza will be abandoned and Ashkelon a desolation. Ashdod will be driven out at noon and Ekron will be uprooted. Woe to the inhabitants of the sea coast, the nation of the Cherethites. The word of the Lord is against you. O Canaan, land of the Philistines, and I will destroy you so that there will be no inhabitant. So the sea coast will be pastures with caves or meadows or wells for shepherds and folds for flocks, and the coast will be for the remnant of the house of Judah. They will pasture on it in the house houses of Ashkelon, they will lie down at evening. For the Lord their God will care for them and restore their fortune. I'm going to read that again because that's like a positive glimmer of hope now. For the Lord their God will care for them and restore their fortune. I have heard the taunting, literally the reproach, of Moab and the revilings of the sons of Ammon, with which they have taunted my people and become arrogant against their territory. 
Therefore, as I live, declares the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, surely Moab will be like Sodom and the sons of Ammon like Gomorrah, a place possessed by nettles and salt pits and a perpetual desolation. The remnant of my people will plunder them and the remainder of my nation will inherit them. This they will have in return for their pride because they have taunted and become arrogant against the people of the Lord of hosts. The Lord will terrify, will be terrifying to them for he will starve, literally make lean all the gods of the earth and all the coastlands of the nations will bow down to him. Everyone from his own place. Verse 12 of chapter 2. You also, O Ethiopians, will be slain by my sword, and he will stretch out his hand against the north and destroy Assyria and be, and he will make Nineveh a desolation. Parched like the wilderness. Remember Jonah was sent to Nineveh. The flocks will lie down in her midst, all beasts which range in herds, both the pelican, the owl or jackdaw, and the hedgehog will lodge in the tops of her pillars, literally her capitals. Birds or a voice, literally a voice will sing in the window. Desolation will be on the threshold, for he has laid bare the cedar work. This is the exultant city which dwells securely, who says in her heart, I am, and there is no one besides me. How she has become a desolation, a resting place for beasts. Everyone who passes by her will hiss and wave his hand contempt. I'm reading in Zephaniah chapter 3. Woe to her who is rebellious and defiled the tyrannical city. She needed no voice. She accepted no instruction. She did not trust in the Lord. She did not draw near to her God. Her princes within her are roaring lions. Her judges are wolves at evening. They leave Nothing for the morning. Her prophets are reckless, treacherous men. Her priests have profaned the sanctuary. They have done violence to the law. The Lord is righteous within her. He will do no injustice. I want to read that again. The Lord is righteous in her. He will do no injustice. Every morning he brings his justice to light. He does not fail. I just want to pray. Father, we thank you that you do not fail. We thank you that your love never fails. We thank you there's no injustice with you. And you do no injustice. And every morning you bring your justice to light. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Jesus and Holy Spirit. 
Let's read on. But the unjust knows no shame. I have cut off nations. Their corner towers are in ruins. I have made their streets desolate with no one passing by. Their cities are laid waste. Without a man, without an inhabitant. I said, surely you will revere me. Accept instruction. So her dwelling will not be cut off. According to all that I have appointed concerning her, but they were eager to corrupt all their deeds. Verse 8 of chapter 3. Therefore, wait for me, declares the Lord, for the day when I rise up to the prey. Indeed, my decision is to gather nations, to assemble kingdoms, to pour out on them my indignation, all my burning anger, for all the earth will be devoured by the fire of my zeal. For then I will give to the peoples purified lips, that all of them may call on the name of the Lord to serve him shoulder to shoulder, literally with one shoulder. So that's about unity. Verse 10. From beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, my worshippers or supplicants, my dispersed ones, literally the daughter of my dispersed ones, will bring my offerings. Verse 11. In that day you will feel no shame because all of all your deeds by which you have rebelled against me. For then I will remove from your midst your proud, exulting ones, and you will never again be haughty on my holy mountain. But I will leave among you a humble and lowly people, and, the, and they will take refuge in the name of the Lord. The remnant of Israel will do no wrong and tell no lies, nor will a deceitful tongue be found in their mouths, for they will feed and lie down with no one to make them tremble. Verse 14. Shout for joy, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away his judgments against you. He has cleared away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You will fear disaster no more. In that day it will be said to Jerusalem, Do not be afraid. O Zion, do not let your hands fall limp. The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He will exult over you with joy and will quiet, and he will quiet in his love. Or he will renew you in his love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. I've got my my margin here, spin around, violent turning in a circle. So God himself dances. He spins around and turns in a circle. Also got twirl written here. Verse 18, And I will gather those who grieve about the appointed feasts, 
So, sorry, just going back. So God rejoices over us with shouts of joy and he dances, um, I would say, out of excitement over us because he loves us so much and he loves you so much. Verse 18, I will gather those who grieve about the pointed feasts. They came from you, literally from her. Sorry, they're not from her. They um, were from her. O Zion. Okay. The reproach of exile is a burden on them or on her, literally. Verse 19. Behold, I'm going to deal at that time with all your oppressors. I will save the lame and gather the outcast. And I will turn their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time I will bring you in, even at that time when I gather you together. Indeed, I will give you renown and praise among all the peoples of the earth. When I restore your fortunes before the eyes, before your eyes, says the Lord. So that then was the whole book of Zephaniah, the black prophet who spoke of justice um, in chapter 2 a key verse there is the Lord is righteous within her he will do no injustice every morning he brings his justice to light he does not fail um, in chapter 3 they will serve him shoulder to shoulder from Beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, my worshippers, my dispersed ones, will bring my offerings. That's worship. That's the remnant that comes and then worships. The Lord, verse 13, verse 12. But I will leave among you a humble and lowly remnant, and they will take refuge in the name of the Lord. So that's a promise. That's the poor. God's heart is for the remnant of Israel will do no wrong and tell no lies nor will a deceitful tongue be found in her so that's purity of heart and righteousness for they will feed and lie down with no one to make them tremble so there's no fear there verse 17 the Lord your God is in your midst because he'll exalt over you with joy with quiet you and love you will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. just want to pray, Father, thank you for this book. pray that you help us to understand it. I don't fully understand everything this prophet is saying, but open the eyes of my heart and lighten the eyes of my heart, of our hearts, that we might understand what you are saying. We love you, Lord, and uh, bless each one listening. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.